0: Welcome to the Story Weaver Podcast. I'm your host, Bron Rauch mitchell Come sit with me under the story tree as I weave a tale or two for you. Welcome to Poetry with Bron. Today I'll be reading Nonsense Rhymes by Edward Lear. From the Jumblies and Other Nonsense Verses, which I have sourced from Project Gutenberg once more, so that's www.gutenberg.org, the link will be in the episode description. I'll start off with an old favourite, the owl and the pussycat. The owl and the pussycat went to sea in a beautiful pea green boat. They took some honey and plenty of money wrapped up in a five pound note The owl looked up to the stars above and sang to a small guitar. Oh, lovely pussy, oh, pussy, my love, what a beautiful pussy you are, you are, you are, what a beautiful pussy you are. Pussy said to the owl, you elegant fowl, how charmingly you sing. Oh, let us be married, too long we have tarried, but what shall we do for a ring? They sailed away for a year and a day to the land where the bong tree grows, and there in the wood a piggy wig stood with a ring at the end of his nose his nose his nose with a ring at the end of his nose dear pig are you willing to sell for one shilling your ring said the piggy i will so they took it away and were married next day by the turkey who lives on the hill "'They dined on mints and slices of quince, "'which they ate with a runcible spoon, "'and hand in hand on the edge of the sand "'they danced by the light of the moon, the moon, the moon, "'they danced by the light of the moon. "'The Duck and the Kangaroo by Edward Lear "'Said the duck to the kangaroo, "'Good gracious how you hop, "'over the fields and the water too, "'as if you would never stop. "'My life is a bore in this nasty pond.' and I long to go out in the world beyond. I wish I could hop like you, said the duck to the kangaroo. Please give me a ride on your back, said the duck to the kangaroo. I would sit quite still and say nothing but quack the whole of the long day through, and we go to the D and the Jelly Boley over the land and over the sea. Please take me a ride, oh do, said the duck to the kangaroo said the kangaroo to the duck this requires some little reflection perhaps on the whole it might bring me luck and there seems but one objection which is if you'll let me speak so bold your feet are unpleasantly wet and cold and would probably give me the room it is said the kangaroo said the duck as i sat on the rocks i have thought over that completely and I brought four pairs of worsted socks, which fit my web feet neatly, and to keep out the cold I have brought a cloak, and every day a cigar I'll smoke, or to follow my own dear true love of a kangaroo. Said so the kangaroo, I'm ready, all in the moonlight pale, but to balance me well, dear duck, sit steady, and quite at the end of my tail. So away they went with a hop and a bound, and they hopped the whole world three times round and who so happy oh who as the duck and the kangaroo the jumblies by edward lear they went to sea in a sieve they did in a sieve they went to sea in spite of all their friends could say on a winter's morn on a stormy day in a sieve they went to sea And when the sieve turned round and round, and every one cried, you'll all be drowned, they cried aloud, our sieve ain't big, but we don't care a button, we don't care a fig, in a sieve we'll go to sea. Far and few, far and few, are the lands where the jumbilies live. Their heads are green, their hands are blue, and they went to sea in a sieve they sailed away in a sieve they did in a sieve they sailed so fast with only a beautiful pea-green veil tied with a ribbon by way of a sail to a small tobacco pipe-mast and every one said who saw them go oh won't they be soon upset you know for the sky is dark and the voyage is long and happen what may it's extremely wrong in a sieve to sail so fast FAR AND FEW, FAR AND FEW, ARE THE LANDS WHERE THE jumblies LIVE. THEIR HEADS ARE GREEN, AND THEIR HANDS ARE BLUE, AND THEY WENT TO sea IN A sieve. THE WATER IT SOON CAME IN, IT DID, THE WATER IT SOON CAME IN. SO TO KEEP THEM DRY, THEY WRAPPED THEIR FEET IN A PINKY PAPER, OR FOLDED NEAT, AND THEY FASTENED IT DOWN WITH A PIN, AND THEY PASSED THE NIGHT IN A CROCKERY JAR. AND EACH OF THEM SAID, HOW WISE WE ARE, THOUGH THE SKY BE DARK, AND THE VOYAGE BE LONG, YET WE CAN NEVER THINK WE WILL RASH OR WRONG, WHILE ROUND IN OUR SIEVE WE SPIN, FAR AND FEW, FAR AND FEW, ARE THE LANDS WHERE THE JUMBALIES LIVE, THEIR HEADS ARE GREEN, AND THEIR HANDS ARE BLUE, AND THEY WENT TO sea IN A SIEVE, AND ALL NIGHT LONG THEY SAILED AWAY, and when the sun went down, they whistled and warbled a moony song to the echoing sound of a coppery gong in the shade of the mountains brown. O Timbaloo, how happy we are when we live in a sieve and a crockery jar, and all night long, in the moonlight pale, we sail away with a pea-green sail in the shade of the mountains brown. Far and few, far and few, are the lands where the jumbelies live. Their heads are green, and their hands are blue, and they went to sea in a sieve. They sailed to the western sea, they did, to a land all covered with trees, and they brought an owl and a useful cart, and a pound of rice and a cranberry tart, and a hive of silvery bees, and they brought a pig and some green jackdaws, and a lovely monkey with lollipop paws. And forty bottles of Ringboree, and no end of Stilton cheese. Far and few, far and few are the lands where the Jumblies live. Their heads are green, their hands are blue, and they went to sea in a sieve. And in twenty years they all came back, in twenty years or more. And every one said, How tall they've grown, for they've been to the lakes and the terrible zone, and the hills of the Chankly Boar. And they drank their health and gave them a feast of dumplings made of beautiful yeast. And everyone said, If we only live, we too will go to sea in a sieve, to the hills of the Chankly Boar. Far and few, far and few, are the lands where the Jumbilies live. Their heads are green, their hands are blue, and they went to sea in a sieve. And now I'll read from More Nonsense, pictures, Rhymes, Botany, etc. by Edward Lear. I'll be reading from The One Hundred Nonsense, Pictures and Rhymes. In no particular order. There was a young person of Bantry, who frequently slept in the pantry. When disturbed by the mice, she appeased them with rice, that judicious young person of Bantry. There was an old man at Junction, whose feelings were wrung with compunction. When they said the train's gone, he exclaimed how forlorn, but remained on the rails of the junction. There was an old person of Mindy, who purchased five hundred and ninety large apples and pears, which he threw unawares at the heads of the people of Mindy. There was an old person of Deal, who in walking used only his heel, when they said tell us why he made no reply the mysterious old person of Deal." There was an old man on the Humber, who dined on a cake of burnt umber. When he said it's enough, they only said stuff, you amazing old man on the Humber. There was an old man in a barge, whose nose was exceedingly large, but in fishing by night it supported a light which helped the old man in a barge. There was an old person of Bree, who frequented the depths of the sea, "'She nursed the small fishes and washed all the dishes "'and swam back again into Bree. "'There was an old person of Shields "'who frequented the valleys and fields. "'All the mice and the cats and the snakes and the rats "'followed after that person of Shields. "'There was an old man of Deeside "'whose hat was exceedingly wide, "'but he said do not fail, if it happened to hail, "'to come under my hat at Deeside." "'There was an old person in black A grasshopper jumped on his back. When it chirped in his ear, he was smitten with fear. That helpless old person in black. There was an old person of China, whose daughters were Jiska and Dinah, Amelia and Fluffy, Olivia and Chuffy, and all of them settled in China. There was an old man in a marsh, whose manners were futile and harsh. He sat on a log and sang songs to a frog. That instructive old man in a marsh... There was an old person of brill Who purchased a shirt with a frill, But they said, Don't you wish You mayn't look like a fish, You obsequious old person of brill. There was an old man at a station Who made a promiscuous oration, But they said, Take some snuff, you have talked quite enough, You afflicting old man at a station. There was a young person in green Who seldom was fit to be seen. She wore a long shawl over bonnet and all, which enveloped that person in green. Okay, I'll just read a couple more. I think I'm having too much fun here. There was a young lady in white who looked out at the depths of the night, but the birds of the air filled her heart with despair and oppressed that young lady in white. There was an old person of down whose face was adorned with a frown, When he opened the door for one minute or more, he alarmed all the people of Down. There was an old person of Hove who frequented the depths of a grove, where he studied his books with the wrens and the rooks, the tranquil old person of Hove. Alright, one more. There was an old lady of France who taught little ducklings to dance. When she said tick-a-tack, they only said quack, which grieved that old lady of France now we'll read from nonsense songs stories botany and alphabets by edward lear the daddy longlegs and the fly once mr daddy longlegs dressed in brown and grey walked upon the sands upon a summer's day and there among the pebbles when the wind was rather cold he met with mr floppy fly all dressed in blue and gold and. As it was too soon to dine, they drank some periwinkle wine, and played an hour, or two, or more, at battlecock and shuttle-door, said Mr. Daddy Longlegs, to Mr. Floppy Fly. Why do you never come to court? I wish you'd tell me why. All gold and shine in dress so fine, you'd quite delight the court. Why do you never go at all? I really think you ought. And— "'If you went, you'd see such sights, such rugs and jugs and candlelights, "'and, more than all, the king and queen, one in red and one in green.' "'Oh, Mr. Daddy longlegs," said Mr. Floppy-fly, "'it's true I never go to court, and I will tell you why. "'If I had six long-legs like yours, at once I'd go to court. "'But, oh, I can't, because my legs are so extremely short.' "'And I'm afraid the king and queen, one in red and one in green, would say aloud, "'You are not fit, you fly, to come to court a bit.' "'Oh, Mr. Daddy-Longlegs,' said Mr. Floppy-Fly, "'I wish you'd sing one little song, one Mumbian melody. "'You used to sing so awful well, in former days gone by, "'but now you never sing at all. I wish you'd tell me why.' "'for if you would, the silvery sound "'would please the shrimps and cockles round, "'and all the crabs would gladly come "'to hear you sing a ah, hum-de-hum. "'Said Mr. Daddy Longlegs, I can never sing again, "'and, if you wish, I'll tell you why, "'although it gives me pain, for years I cannot hum a bit, "'or sing the smallest song, and this the dreadful reason is, "'my legs are grown too long.' My six long legs, all here and there, oppress my bosom with despair, and if I stand or lie or sit, I cannot sing one single bit. So Mr. Daddy Long Legs and Mr. Floppy Fly sat down in silence by the sea and gazed upon the sky. They said, This is a dreadful thing. The world has all gone wrong. Since one has legs too short by half, the other much too long, one never more can go to court because his legs have grown too short, the other cannot sing a song because his legs have grown too long. Then Mr. Daddy Long-Legs and Mr. Floppy Fly rushed down to the foamy sea with one spontaneous cry, and there they found a little boat whose sails were pink and gray, and off they sailed among the waves far and far away. They sailed across the silent main and reach the great Grumboolian plain, and there they play for evermore, at Battlecock and Shuttle-door. We'll finish off with one of Edward Lear's nonsense alphabets. A was an ant who seldom stood still, and who made a nice house in the side of a hill. B was a book with a binding of blue, and pictures and stories for me and for you. C was a cat, who ran after a rat, but his courage did fail when she seized on his tail. D was a duck, with spots on his back, who lived in the water, and always said quack. E was an elephant, stately and wise, he had tusks and a trunk, and two queer little eyes. F was a fish, who was caught in a net, but he got out again and is quite alive yet. G was a goat, who was spotted with brown. When he did not lie still, he walked up and down. H was a hat, which was all on one side, its crown was too high, and its brim was too wide. I was some ice, so white and so nice, but which nobody tasted, and so it was wasted. J was a jackdaw, who hopped up and down in the principal street of a neighbouring town. K was a kite, which flew out of sight, And houses so high, quite into the sky. L was a light, which burned all the night, And lighted the gloom Of a very dark room. M was a mill, which stood on a hill, And turned round and round, With a loud hummy sound. N was a net, which was thrown in the sea, To catch fish for dinner, for you and for me. O was an orange so yellow and round, when it fell off the tree, it fell down to the ground. P was a pig who was not very big, but his tail was too curly, and that made him surly. Q was a quail with a very short tail, and he fed upon corn in the evening and morn. R was a rabbit who had a bad habit of eating the flowers in gardens and bowers. "'S' was the sugar-tong's nippity-knee "'to take up the sugar to put in our tea. T was a tortoise, all yellow and black. "'He walked slowly away, and he never came back. "'U was an urn, all polished and bright, "'and full of hot water, at noon and at night. "'V was a villa which stood on a hill, "'by the side of a river and close to a mill.' W was a whale with a very long tail, whose movements were frantic across the Atlantic. X was King Xerxes, who, more than all Turks, is renowned for his fashion of fury and passion. Y was a ewe which flourished and grew, by a quiet abode, near the side of the road. Z was some zinc, so shiny and bright, which caused you to wink, in the sun's merry light. Thank you for joining me with Edward Lear's Nonsense, Rhymes, and Songs. Don't forget to tune in on Friday for more of Elements of the Craft of Writing. And if you have your own nonsense songs that you'd like me to read, sing, massacre on the show, then please send your suggestions to the Storyweaver Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can ask questions, make suggestions, and I'm just going to stop that rhyme right there. Catch you next time. The Story Weaver podcast intro and outro were created by Paul using licensed music from Stock 20. Paul is also the editor for the show. If you would like to contact me, you can send me an email to podcast at gmail.com. Farewell for now, dear friends.